Davis. Her season's going to end on a double doink. One. Unbelievable. Welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. We got Jill Gallant of FTN Network. We're going to be kind of kicking off our little betting segments of for the NFL Draft. Eric and I will be doing a full breakdown of our best bets tomorrow for the NFL draft, so make sure to tune into that. But my co-host, Mr. Eric Warner, is with us to do our mock drafts. Warnsy, I was thinking we just don't talk about the Toronto Raptors until the series is over. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way I'm even talking about it at all. I don't even know that there was a game last night. I don't even know when the next one is. We will not be talking about it until the series is over. It's just the luck. The luck's on our side right now, so why mess with it, you know? Exactly, and I've seen way too much confidence in Toronto today. <laughs> I agree it's with you. scaring me. I agree with you there, 100%. Are there, is there anything else you want to touch on, or should we just dive into this bad boy? You think tomorrow uh, we can uh, title the episode Weekend Wagers? Yeah, yeah. that's not a bad idea. We go. can get the Weekend Wagers back going, returning. So yeah, Eric and I are going to have, I was thinking, I'm going to do my 10 best bets. So you want to do 10 as well, or we could, you want to up that? Because that's what I'm going to put on the National Football Post. So I'm going to probably just re- basically read off my article that I'm going to post right. off. Okay, I can bring 10. I have about five I really like right now. So maybe I'll have my top five and then my five uh, honorable mentions. I just a heads up, I'm not going to toot my, own horn, toot my own horn here, but I went nine for 10 on my best bets last year. The nine only one, I, one? Nine, so... Nine four ten, yeah. So nine and one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. if we're doing record wise, the only one I got wrong was Asante Samuel Jr. under thirty seven and a half. He ended up going to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I think it was later forty three something like that. So that was the only one I got wrong out oh, of my time. Coming best in best. hot, yeah. Coming in coming hot. In hot. And um, if you, it, this is early, so I'm just gonna throw one out right now, just in case the odds change. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save it because it's going into my mock draft. I just attention kind of just uh, rose. We'll but, start uh, off the mock draft. Yeah, exactly. It's the number one overall exactly. pick. Exactly. All right. So we, Eric and I each have a mock draft done. They're different on each side. And uh, we're going to go through the first 10 one by one. And then after we get through the top 10, we're going to go three in a row just to kind of speed things up. Because when you're talking about all 32 teams, it takes a long time. We all know that. Before we do, I think... If we're wagering, if we're doing weekend wagers tomorrow, we should do a wager on this for how many right picks we get. What do you think about that? Ooh, that's a good idea. Because I, right, when you were doing your mock, I, did you approach it what you think will happen? I think this is what I think will happen, not what I would do. Right. Okay. Same. So, yeah, I am willing to wager on mine because this is what I think will happen, not necessarily what I would do. And especially with my number one overall. Pick. Okay, so let's 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 take the part of my take uh, route. You got to get a hamster. 
Oh shit! There's zero percent chance. <laughs> Why not get a hamster butt? You got a house. Oh. You can, there's plenty of room. Yeah, I I just don't care for rodents. Okay, get a reptile. There's no pet. No animal needs to be harmed. Why, in this. Are you gonna get a dog? You have to get a dog at some point. No, we don't have a backyard yet. I don't oh. think you should have a dog without a backyard. But you can walk it. What's yeah. Monica, what's Monica's view on the dog? Does she want a dog? Obviously. Yeah. But are you the are you the grumpy Grinch of not allowing a dog to come in this house? I just don't think dogs live their best lives without a backyard. Do you know that uh, Great Danes are apartment dogs? Yeah, they're low and they're energy. fucking huge. Yeah, so get a Great Dane. If you lose this, you got to get a Great Dane. How about that? Yeah, that's, that sounds fair. <laughs> okay, so what are, what are we doing here? Come up with a wager. I'm not getting any pet either. So well, okay, let's go. Uh... The next round of golf we play. Next 18. Fuck, that's a Sunday. That's a lot of money. It's like oh, 100 bucks. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. Or a couple beers on the course. Okay, let's go. Let's pick. go. Let's go every beer we drink on the course. So no matter, you drink for free on the course. Sounds good. Fair. All right, let's do that. I'm getting rocked on Sunday, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's kick it off here. I'm going to start. Jacksonville Jaguars own the first overall pick. Drum roll, please. Let's kick it off. I am going with Iki Ekwanu, offensive tackle, NC State. You know what? I'm not. I'm not buying it. Not buying this crap. Don't don't believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson here. It's actually been a few mock drafts uh, from people that I respect. Bucky Brooks, especially from NFL Network, had Iki Ekwanu going first overall. Look, I just I, I I think it would be absolutely maddening if they take Trayvon Walker first overall. I don't I would not understand it. Um, and Iki Aquino is currently plus four hundred at FanDuel to go first overall. I highly and cool bet I believe uh, most books have him in that area. So I highly recommend that you take a look at that. I've been hammering it the past week. I'm just kind of spit. I'm just repeating my my comments, but yeah, uh, this is where it all comes Bye. into play. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Trevon Walker. Yeah, I knew it. That's the chalky pick. It's not what I would do. I completely yeah. agree with you that selecting Trayvon Walker with the number one overall pick just has so much bust <laughs> potential on it. That it would be maddening. It would be absolutely maddening. That's the, I'm gonna. That's the last time I'm gonna talk about it. I, I think, think it would it's be, gonna happen. I think it would be freaking insane. He had nine. We had nine and a half sacks. In his career. In his career. Yeah, not Six just and a half, one year. One year starter. He started one year at Georgia. He has no pass rush moves. When you watch him, he can't rush the passer. He's so raw rushing the passer. But an yeah. incredible athlete. Like, don't um, don't get me wrong there. A freak yeah. athlete. But at first overall, man, I just, God, I would boo. If I was Jacksonville Jaguars fans, I would boo the hell out of that pick. All right. I got to stop talking about it. Right. I, I, trust me. It's not my style of pick. He's a guy who had an outstanding combine and just flew up boards, but I think Jacksonville is going to fall for the hype, fall for the trap and take them. All right. Detroit Lions are at number two. I'm assuming we both have the same guy here. I have Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher out of Michigan. Correct. So he grew up 30 minutes from four field. It just screams like I'm assuming Dan Campbell would run to the podium to select an Aiden oh. Hutchinson. Even if somebody else in the organization wanted someone else, Dan Campbell yeah. would not allow it. Okay, I think, or I guess we should just say, either way, if the lion, the lions, I think, are taking 
whichever defensive end is available to them between Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, that's I think they're locked into defensive end. Yes, I I, I do agree. I think I Kayvon Thibodeau might be in the mix. Yeah, but there's rumors that they don't like him. But yeah, that's probably a good take. I I could definitely see them taking Trayvon Walker if Hutchinson goes first. Okay. Number three here. This is where the not where the this, draft starts, but this is where this, like this is gonna be a ripple effect. This is yeah, yeah. where the <laughs> your tree where your mock will branch off is all based on this pick. Okay, I'm taking a swing here. I have the Houston Texans selecting Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. There's smoke surrounding it. A, a mock I really trust. Peter Schrager's mock this weekend had the Texans taking Derek Stingley Jr. There's rumors that they really like him. That's the, literally the only concrete evidence that has been around surrounding the Houston Texans. So I'm going to follow it. He is currently the betting favorite at plus 250 on most books to go third overall. So I'm basically just following with the sports books and Peter Schrager and the sources are saying, but this, this one could go anywhere. It could go anywhere. I think I have a unpopular pick here and that would be cave on Thibodeau. I think he's going to go third overall. Okay. That would I be think- the right pick. That would be the right pick. I'm potentially his. I think you you look at ceilings. Kayvon Thibodeau's ceiling is high. Derek Stingley's Stingley's ceiling is very high as well. Agreed. Stingley's floor is a lot lower. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a safer pick. I think his ceiling is is there. The upside's there. He's a freak athlete. Texans defense needs something the more i was thinking about it i think that this pick for the texans has to be defense agreed just based on i think the defense has way higher quality prospects at this spot in the draft so i'm going edge rusher cave on thibodeau that would be the best player available in my opinion i've said cave on thibodeau if i was looking defense in the first in the uh in the first round he would be my first pick i think he's awesome so that's what i would go but yeah this, this one could go anywhere like there's rumors they like garrett wilson at three yeah. Like, so that's another like that one was kind of from a shaky source, but anyways, there there's uh Houston Texans go anywhere. Nick Casario is so kept to his chest when it comes to the NFL draft. No one knows what's going on there. Okay, number four, New York Jets select Kayvon Thibodeau, Edge Rusher out of Oregon. I just think they go best player available here. So there was also uh reports that the Jets and Kayvon Thibodeau met for a very, very long time last week, and ownership was involved in that meeting, and Thibodeau actually Apparently, he hasn't been interviewing her well, but apparently he did rock this one out the park, and they liked him a lot. He is also the current betting favorite to go fourth overall at plus 250, so kind of following just the smoke here. Yeah, no, I can see that. That would be a good pick for the Jets. Awesome pick for them. But I just think it's got to be Sauce yeah, Gardner I knew this where you're going. Yep. I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried it's not going to be the pick just mm-hmm. because... Stingley seems to be rising. If you late. didn't take him, you were a coward because you were following that over that under five. Yeah, so that's you my, had to take him here, baby. That's my favorite yeah. bet is the Sauce Gardner under five and a half. And the the Jets, after watching their cornerback play last year, they have to take a corner. Like their cornerback play last year was some of the worst I'd ever seen. Yeah, go get the guy that didn't allow a single touchdown his whole college career, and his name is Sauce. <laughs> The best nickname really I've ever seen coming out of the draft. Yeah, it's it's a great pick if he's there. If Thibodeau's off the board, then Sauce Gardner should be the pick for the Jets at four. I 100% agree. Okay, New York Giants at five. So, again, I'm following smoke here. I think they take Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. 
I am buying the buzz surrounding the Giants and Charles Cross. I don't even think this is smoke. I think I am. If I was to make a wager, I'm pretty like fairly confident this is the pick of five for the Giants. I think they like them. They've met with them a bunch. There's been many sources from the New York Giants surrounding them have said that. I'm all over this one. I like it a lot. He's only like think about Vegas right now. They have him at plus one seventy five to go fifth overall. Like that is they're they're pretty locked in there. Like if Vegas only has him at plus one seventy five for a fifth overall pick. Like they're they're pretty confident in that. So I would uh, I would lock that one in, and I think that's gonna happen. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that there was that much smoke there because yeah. I look at their team and I think they need an offensive lineman. I have Evan Neal going there. Okay. Part of the reason I chose him over Cross to go fifth was because he can play right tackle, Evan Neal, if they need to. They just drafted Andrew Thomas. He, after a down rookie year, bounced back, had a pretty good year last year. So why would you move why would you move him, keep him at left tackle, ask Evan Neal to play right tackle or guard? I think he's the best player available as well, sitting yep. there at five. So I have Evan Neal going to the Giants. So it's there's still there's actually some smoke surrounding Neal to the Giants as well. Uh, Mike Garofolo this morning on NFL Network did say that the Giants do like him and they, they crossed off any red medical red flags on Evan Neal. So they've definitely done their homework. They're the, been the fifth overall pick, I'm assuming. They did their homework on everyone. But yeah, I think offensive tackle is a lock here. And I really like Charles Cross there. But I do think the Giants, there's, why would you pass, if the Giants need a tackle bad, right? Why would you pass on one there? Go get yeah. your guy right at five. Don't even worry about it because like yeah. it falls off quite drastically after the after that with tackle. So I would just go get your guy right there. Okay, this is this is super interesting pick. I'm really curious what you got here. I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm going. I'm gonna have. I was thinking a trade here, but I'm not. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna have the Carolina Panthers taking quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. Bang at number six. This is where the fourth quarterback comes off the board. Look, this team needs juice just in the worst way. They don't have a lot of excitement surrounding their franchise. Malik Willis instantly provides that excitement to the franchise. Maybe provides Matt Rule another year to kind of work around him. We'll see. But I was thinking, too, like the Bears drafted Justin Fields, right? Then their coach goes the next the next year. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was drafted. Got, coach fired the next year. So just because you do draft a rookie quarterback doesn't mean exactly that you're going to stick around. For an extra year, right? But uh, I uh, I think that they go quarterback here. And the G- general manager of the Carolina Panthers did say today that they do think that there are quarterbacks in the shop worthy at to take at the six overall pick. So there is a little yeah, bit of smoke. Yeah, you want some trade. Yeah, I know exactly. It could yeah. be a smoke screen, but I think it's something. And I just, their quarterback, like, are you going to walk? Are you going to go with Sam Darnold again? Are you going to trade for Baker Mayfield? You could take Evan Neal here, another offensive tackle. But... I just think they take a quarterback or they I have it. them going offensive tackle. Okay. I have them taking your guy, Charles. Icky Aquanu. Okay. He's still available in my mock. I mean, if you think he's worth going number one overall, he's sure worth going six overall. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Panthers need a left tackle very badly. They don't have one on their roster, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever they have in slotted in right now, Icky would be a huge upgrade over. And my thought process on this was this is a team that passed on Justin Fields to draft a cornerback. You're telling me they won't draft on a project quarterback for a solid tackle? Yeah, but no one knows what the team's doing right now. Their, know, their, process, their process has been shot from the get-go, so who knows? If they pass on a quarterback last year, they should be passing on a quarterback this year. Yeah, I'm not saying the quarterback is exactly the right move. Like, I don't know what the right move with this franchise is, but... Yeah, no, yeah. You're, you're, they're like 
it's just this team has no direction. So it's kind of hard to kind of dictate what they did from last year to this year. I, they just they just want to yeah. win. They just need to. What what do you think a successful season for the Carolina Panthers is next year in their minds? Like, what do you think they think successful? Eight wins, seven wins. I guess I'd, I would say an NFC wild card yeah. spot. So if they don't make a wild card, do you think rules gone? Like me, like I don't know what they think is going to be a successful season next year. It's so up in the air. It is so up in the air. But I guess for your mock standpoint, maybe sliding a quarterback there might make sense because if somebody is to trade up for it, it would be for a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's trading up to select a tackle there unless Evan Neal's on the board there. You. I'm sorry. If Evan Neal's on the board there, you think the Panthers pass on him? I do. That I don't. I can't see that happening. I do. I think they go quarterback. I think. Right. I think this is the year. All right. Number seven. I have the New York Giants taking Sauce Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati. Getting Sauce and Cross in the same draft is a great haul for the Giants. I believe. I think that like sets them up very nicely for the future. He is also the betting favorite to go seventh overall currently. So I, I, I'm just kind of following the smoke. He's plus 300. That is a betting favorite. Stingley's right behind him at plus 350, but there's still a little juice more on sauce. And uh, I wrote an article in the National Football Post for some long shot bets. And these long shot bets are not looking very long shot anymore. I, I had Ike Aquano going plus 16, plus 1600 first overall. Now he's plus 400. And I had a bet of Charles Cross with pick five and Ahmad Gardner or Sauce Gardner pick seven at plus 950 it is now down to plus 490 so almost slashing out so these long shot bets that i made i uh, might have be on to something a little yeah. bit here but uh yeah, yeah i do uh i do think that they i do think that they would like a cornerback if you can walk with charles cross and sauce Gardner, that is a terrific terrific first round for the giants we're <coughs> we're thinking along the same lines because i have Derek Sting- okay. stingley here so you, I have you, them you get them getting their tackle in the corner. Just like I different have. guys. We both have tackle corner for the Giants. Different guys, but Stingley at seven for the Giants. I think if the Giants walk away with a tackle corner, either combination, they should be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where I finally have Trayvon Walker coming off the board. Number eight to Atlanta. I didn't know where to really put him. I, so I, I, I'm not very confident in this. But I, I, he probably does go earlier. I think eight is a little bit of a, a stretch for me. But I just didn't know where to slot him in. So I am going Trayvon Walker, edge rusher, Georgia, to the Atlanta Falcons. They need playmakers on defense. But this is a Hail Mary for me. I'm not. I, this is yeah, like my least, this is my least favorite pick of my mock. <laughs> he's not getting yeah, eight. Yeah, I know. Um, I have Malik Willis going eight to the okay, Falcons. Okay, there you go. He's from Georgia. He's Georgia boy. Nearby Atlanta. I think that they take him. I think that Mariota is a nice guy for um, my, my Arthur Smith's system. And I think Malik Willis is a perfect guy for Arthur Smith's system. So learn under a year of Mariota and Smith. And I think this, I think for Malik Willis's career, this is his best landing spot. So I hope it happens. Yeah. Him and Arthur Smith could, could dial up some nice, uh, could dial up some nice plays over the yeah. middle of the field. So I, I, I do like that fit. And sitting beside Mike, behind Marcus Mariota would be a great guy to kind of just chill behind for a year. Yeah, yeah. and it's likely he gets hurt, so yeah. he gets some playing time year one. Okay, this is where my first trade comes into play. Did you have any trades on your mock? I do. Okay, so I got this is where my first one comes in. I got two. This is number uno. The LA Chargers trade up from pick 17 with the Seattle Seahawks to pick nine and select Evan Neal, offensive tackle, Alabama. 
Why wouldn't you slot Evan Neal eighth? I don't know. I can't, I would be absolutely floored if Evan Neal is on the board at nine. I I know. I, I, again, I I just think if a tackle is going to slip, it could be Evan Neal, and the Chargers are going to see him fall. We're we're like, you're right. Maybe they do trade up with Atlanta. I do. I think Atlanta wants to make a pick there. I don't think they want to trade out. So that's why I have them making a pick. I think Seattle is a definite trade out option. They have yeah. don't know where their directions their franchise is going. So I think they kind of want to just add as take as many swings um as possible and add as many draft as much draft capital as possible. So I think this is where LA can make their move. Trade up to number nine. Evan Neal off of tackle Alabama. He is plus five hundred to go ninth overall. So Vegas books, and I think it's like the fourth best odds. So not crazy. Not crazy. Third best odds. So Charles Cross plus four hundred. Derek Singley plus 500, Evan Neal plus 500. So tied for second, best odds according to Sportsbook. So, yeah, I, I think I, if he goes past eight, Seattle's phone is going to get rung off the hook because this is where teams, maybe the Saints trade up as well. This is another right. potential. Right, so for our bet, as long as he, as long as Evan Neal is selected yeah, in that slot. The teams don't have to be right. Yeah, the pick yeah. has to be right. right. So Evan Neal goes ninth. So I, at ninth overall, I have a line in my third offensive lineman being selected, that's Charles Cross. Okay. And I can see Seattle sitting there and taking him. Yeah. They need a left tackle <laughs> in the need, worst They way. need an edge rusher, a quarterback, a tackle, and a corner. They <laughs> yeah. have, like every yeah. premium position, they need one. Yeah, so I th- I I have Seattle staying there just like Charles Cross. I could see the Chargers trading up to select Charles Cross, move him over to the right tackle. That's a huge uh, hole for them. I mean, Evan Neal would be way better to slide over to right tackle, but Char- maybe tr- why not try Charles Cross on the right side? That could work as well. But mm-hmm. Charles Cross will be selected with the ninth overall pick. New York Jets attends this their last one, and then we'll kind of go three in a row here. So New York Jets select wide receiver Jameson Williams out of Alabama. This is where my first wide receiver comes off the board. I would have a hard time seeing the Jets be able to pass this guy up. And he is the best wide receiver in this draft class, I believe. And the Jets can wait for him to recover. They're not like... Ideally, you want to win with Zach Wilson your second year, but they're banking for year three on him. They can wait a couple. They can wait two months for him to get going and recover. He is the betting favorite also to go 10th overall. So this is where the first wide receiver comes off the board. I also love that bet of plus 200 for Jameson Williams to be the first wide receiver off the board. And he's the betting favorite there. So I all my uh, all my eyes are or all my eyes are dotted. And all my T's are crossed. I am thinking this along the same lines as it being a wide receiver, but I have Garrett Wilson going okay. here, 10 yeah, to the enough. Jets. I do think they want to give somebody that's to Zach Wilson to start right now, help your young quarterback out immediately. And Garrett Wilson has speed. Last year they invested in Corey Davis, more of that possession-type wide receiver. I think Garrett Wilson pairs really nicely with uh, Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson can stretch the field a little more and – that's something we didn't really see enough from Zach Wilson last year was his deep ball. It's something he excelled in at college. I hope that they get him a speed guy, whether it be Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson, and let Zach Wilson air it out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think a wide. I do think they want to come away with a wide receiver at ten or trade out. Right. I think that would be I, kind of the ideal. I'm getting worried, man. I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling that Drake London will be the first wide receiver taken. God, imagine. I just think it will happen. He, he so right now plus four hundred, plus four hundred. Yeah, that 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 pick is very funny because I think you got um, Jamison Williams position market. It's all I was pulling up right here. So you got 
yeah, you got J- Garrett Wilson's the betting favorite, but then you got Williams and Drake London like right behind them. Yeah, like not far off. And then it takes a chip off. But those, I think it's a toss up right now between those three. I like, would. I just remember that year uh, Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver, and it was a year of. Um, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, and it, mm-hmm. everybody had Rugs as the wide receiver three, and then boom, he goes wide receiver one. I yep. can see that happening with Drake London. Okay, so let's go three in a row here to speed things up. I got the Washington football team. I'm not calling them the Commanders. I've decided it is the Washington football team. Safety out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. I don't think he makes a pass. Eleven. The Washington football team had the worst pass defense in the NFL last year. They need help on the worst way on the back end. Minnesota Vikings select Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. I think he's going to go higher than many people think. I think this makes sense. They need a cornerback, and the top two are taken off the board, so I think this is where McDuffie goes. He's also minus 110 to go under, picked 16 and a half, so I do like that bet as well. And then Houston Texans select your boy Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Davis Mills needs help on the outside. They take a receiver. Going go, getting Derek Singley Jr. and Garrett Wilson in two picks in Houston, that's a good build. Those are some nice building blocks for the future. Nice, nice. Uh, at 11, Washington, I have them taking Drake London. I yep. think he's a bigger body guy. He's a good guy to pair with um, Terry Scary Terry, so I like. I would like that for them. I'm with you with the Vikings. Trent McDuffie, cornerback. Okay. I'll be hitting is that under 16. So Aiden Hutchinson and this are our only two shared picks so far. Yeah, I think that that's a great pick for the Vikings. Uh, their defense is old. They need this pick needs to be on the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion. They just they're an old defense. Inject some youth into that unit. Um, and at 13 Texans, I have them taking Jameson Williams because I think they can wait. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills made chicken salad out of chicken shit last yeah. year. He can do it again and. Jameson Williams, I think, wait a year, and the Texans getting, Texans getting in my mock, Kayvon Thibodeau and Jameson Williams, I think, is nice. If I'm the Eagles and he gets past Minnesota, if he gets past Washington at 11, I'm calling Minnesota, and I'm going up to 12, and I'm getting Jameson Williams from 15. That's what I, I would be all over that, trading up three spots and getting him. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I think those three are definitely solvable picks. All right, Baltimore Ravens. Select at 14, Trevor Penning offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. So Ronnie Stanley is set to return, and, and he is on the um, on schedule to be fully healthy. I still think they need some offensive line help. They realize in Lamar Jackson, with well, the injuries last year, you need to keep him healthy. So I do think they go off his tackle. I would also watch for Jordan Davis here. And pick 15, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jordan Davis defensive tackle, Georgia. I just think his size and athleticism will be too much for Howie Roseman to pass up on, so I do like him at pick 15. I think the Eagles, I don't think he gets past Philly. I, I think they're going to like him. I think this is a guy that they want in their building. At pick 16, the New Orleans Saints select Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. I have no idea what the Saints are going to do. This is the, like, the most difficult team to kind of dictate. Like, they traded, they gathered a first-round pick, right? Remember, everybody, like, they moved up into this draft to get a first-round pick, so I don't know. What their plan is, they have some sort of plan. I don't know what it is, but if I think they, if Olave's there, they run to the board and take him because they need wide receiver help bad. Pick 14 for me, the Ravens. I have them taking Jordan Davis. Okay. He just screams Baltimore Ravens right. to me. Like I, big physical. Imagine being an interior lineman and you look up and it's Jordan Davis and Calais Campbell. Like, mm-hmm. ah, it's going to be a fun day at the office. <laughs> 
But pick 15 to your Eagles. I'm starting to think this is going to happen, and I think you're going to run through the streets naked. Kyle Hamilton is oh going to be God. there. You think he's falling all the way to 15? I think, I think Kyle Hamilton oh, is there at 15. If they can sit and get him at 15, I'm all over it. Yeah. All over it. So I think you're going to be happy. And pick 16, I did Chris Olave as well. Yeah. It's kind of a okay. weird spot. I can't get a read on the Saints. Do they try to move up again? Because they're also picking at pick... Where are they? 19. Yeah. So they maybe, do they try to package that to move up to get a wide receiver one in this draft, such as Garrett Wilson? But either way, I think the Saints are going to be after a Ohio State wide receiver to pair with Michael Thomas. Maybe that gets him in check. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Pair him with somebody that he can kind of mentor or something. Yeah. Maybe it matures him. I don't know. Like, was there, I don't know what their plan was. Were they planning to go get a tackle? Like, I feel like if you want to gather ammo, you go and get a quarterback, right? But the problem is, is the teams that they want to go trade up potentially, if they're going to call and trade up with, like I don't think the Carolina Panthers are going to let them go get a quarterback, right? No. Like they're the same division with the Atlanta Falcons, same thing. No. Like so, those are the two teams like that are at six and eight. There. The, the Giants at seven, maybe the Giants also have been a talk for a trade down team at seven. The Seattle at nine, like I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what the Saints want to do, but I'm assuming they want to go up somewhere. I just I couldn't find a spot for them to trade up to. So I don't know. They're yeah. a, they're a weird, weird team going into the draft. So Seattle at 17, because I had them trading down with the Chargers. So they pick at 17 in my mock. I had them taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. Many people believe that he's the better defensive tackle um in this draft class, better of uh, the Georgia defensive tackle. Better than uh, Jordan Davis. It is crazy that the top two defensive tackles in this draft are going to come from the exact same team. Yeah. So I think that's pretty interesting. But I do think that they just want to add some talent. I got another trade. Here's my second trade of my mock draft. I have the Green Bay Packers trading with the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 18. I have the Packers going up and taking Drake London wide receiver USC. I think the Packers have their zone in on a guy. I feel like they would like a Drake London. I don't know. It just it feels like a good fit to me. So I think they go up and just get them. They don't want to waste their time. They've got two first-round picks they can kind of work with and some more draft capital. So I do like that. And the New Orleans Saints, here's my second quarterback coming off the board. I had them taking quarterback Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati by staying put at pick 19. What? <laughs> yeah, baby. That's crazy. That's not happening. It's also, happening. if the Eagles are on the clock at pick 18 and Drake London's there, I got news for you, bud. He's wearing an no, Eagles jersey. Not. <laughs> like, no, he's not. I think the Eagles want to trade out of 18. I do. I think that would be ideal for them. They want to gather some more capital. And you're only going down four spots. You can gather a second-round pick. Um, and I do, and I just have a scenario where them can go trade up to maybe get a Dax Hill or a Lewis scene in the second round. So that would that's just what I would love. And I do think they want to get out of 18. I don't think they want to pick 15, 18. I just and Dax I Hill's not in the second round. Well, he could. It depends what Lewis seen in Dax Hill. If three safeties, do you think three safeties go in the first round? I have two. You have two, so yeah. Well, anyways, Chargers at 17 for me. I think they have to take a tackle yeah. here. So I still have Taylor Penning on the board. Trevor Penning. Sorry, Trevor. You know, Trevor Penning. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Sorry about that. Um, I have Trevor Penning still on the board, so I think that's an automatic for them. I think Eagles at 18 stay put and take a wide receiver. I have Traylon Burks to them. So I think if they walk around with Kyle Hamilton, walk away with Kyle Hamilton and Traylon Burks, Eagles fans should be happy. Oh, I'd be all over that. And at pick 19, again, Saints, tough one. I don't know what to do with them, but they losing uh, left tackle Teron Armstead this offseason. I have them taking Tyler Smith, uh, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. 
I I don't know what to do with the Saints. I'm not gonna lie. Tyler Smith currently is over under on uh on offense on um total picks is 32. Yeah, so I think he's going well, first round. I think this is like yeah. the, my favorite bet of the draft so far. Is Tyler Smith under 32? He's going yeah. to the first round. He's, he, he's going to the first round. I have him as my last tackle selected in the first round, and okay. that would be one. I have him as tackle six. So, yeah, he's 32 and a half minus Sorry, five, one, five. 32 and a half minus one ten on sportsbooks. I think he's going. I, but this is like my Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony from last year. Kadarius Tony was slotted at thirty three and a half. I, it never made sense. The Giants got him at twenty. This is my. T- this is a automatic lock. Lock this in, gentlemen. Take it minus one ten. Tyler Smith under thirty two and a half. It's such a good bet. It's a, it's gonna happen. Okay. So this I got back to back quarterbacks coming off the board. I picked twenty at the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Kenny Pickett, quarterback at a Pittsburgh back to back quarterbacks go here. His total is sitting at 15 and a half right now. I like the over on that. I know. He just gave me a nice little what the hell are you talking about? But yes, his total is at 15 and a half. I think the over on that is good at minus 114. I have Kenny Pickett to the uh, Steelers as well. Nice. Don't ha- need to add anything else on Okay, there. so I'll, I'll just go three again from yeah. starting at New England at 21. I have him taking Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. I think this is where he finally goes. He's a very funny study and a very funny guy to kind of picture where he's going, I think Bill Belichick can't help himself here. 22, because I had the Eagles trading with the Green Bay Packers. I have been taking wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Oh, just if you can walk with Jordan Davis and Traylon Burks in the first round, Philly. Oh, man, you're just you're tickling me here. I, I, that would be all over that one. And then at 23, Arizona Cardinals was a very tough team for me. I had no idea what to do with them. I have them taking George Karloftis, edge rusher out of Purdue, I think they need some edge help without Chandler, with Chandler Jones gone, but this this pick could go anywhere. I have no idea what the Cardinals are going to do. Cool, cool, cool. I have my first trade at number at pick twenty one, okay. and I have the Chiefs trading up with the Patriots to select George Karloftis. Okay, I think they need an edge rusher in the worst way. I think that the Chiefs have picked 20, 29 and 30. 29 and 30. So I think they're only move. I don't know what it would cost them to move up eight picks there. I think they might be able to keep. You can, one. you, you won't have to trade a first round pick to go that high. That's what I yeah. mean. I'm not, or so maybe it would be, they have two seconds. So, right? so yeah. it would be a second round. It would probably be a straight up third and a fourth or something like that. Right. But they but I still- wonder if, I wonder if it might be something where the Patriots say, Hey, we want to stay in the first round. So we'll give you back a third third if you give us a first do you know what i mean so like i think 29 and a 29 and a third would probably get it done maybe right, 29 yeah. a third and a fourth something yeah, like that something like that yeah. so okay yeah so i think the chiefs need an edge rusher i said that on an earlier episode everybody's so focused in on the wide receiver they need an edge rusher bad mm-hmm. look at the quarterbacks in their division chris jones getting to the quarterback from the inside isn't enough Get George Karloftis in there. I would love that for them. Pick 22, I have the Packers selecting Tyler Lindenbaum. Center out of Iowa. Oh, man. That's not going to be a sexy pick. There's not going to be a lot of happy Packers fans. They did draft center Josh Myers last year. He can play guard. He played a little bit of guard last year. Looked fine there. So I think move him to guard and bring in Lindenbaum. I like that move for them. If you're getting the best center in the class at 22, a guy that people project to be a 10-year starter in this league just due to his zone-blocking ability. Take him at 22. 
Pick 23 of the Cardinals. I'm in the same boat as you. I think they go edge rusher. I have them taking Jermaine Johnson, Florida State. You have Jermaine Johnson going that far down, eh? <laughs> So Where do did I, you I have him? Yeah. So Jermaine yeah. Johnson. So I that's a guy I completely whiffed on here. I got I got to read. I got to re. I got to re Adam here in my mock somewhere. But um, yeah, Jermaine Johnson at twenty three falling that far would be interesting. I got if we got to slot him, I would take him. So yeah, I would probably swap him out right now with George Karloftis. That's what I'm going to do. Jermaine Johnson is going to be my pick. 23 as well. And then I'm going to be updating that one on, uh, uh, on the legal? National Football Post. Is that yeah. legal? Is that legal? <laughs> no, you know what? I'll keep it the way it is. No, I'll keep put it the way Johnson, because yeah. I don't know what's going on with that Cardinals pick, so we can yeah. call it a wash. Okay, yeah. yeah. Wow, how did I forget Jermaine Johnson? He's my second edge. I wanted yeah. to take him at eight with the Falcons, but then Trayvon, Trayvon Walker fell down, so I just I had no idea what to where, where to kind of slot these guys. Okay, 24, Dallas Cowboys. I got Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson guard out of Boston College. I think they need a guard. There, I, I don't buy the Linderbaum. I think they just want a guard here. So I think that's the safe pick. And Zion Johnson's gonna be a great, great football player. Well, we're back to back same picks there okay. then because I have Zion Johnson the best. I have him as the best guard in this draft. Connor Williams struggled last year. Uh, Bringing uh, Jerry likes drafting offensive linemen in the first mm-hmm. round. He's done it multiple times. I remember they booed the crap out of him when he selected Travis Frederick. Turned out to be a great pick. Yeah, I could see similar things happening here where he gets booed, but Zion Johnson ends up being a great pick. So pick 25, I have the Buffalo Bills taking Andrew Booth, cornerback at a Clemson. You have the same one? Same pick. Okay, so there we go. I, uh, I was going to... This I was gonna put the running back Brees Hall in here, but I decided not to because uh, I, they better not do it. I just Andrew put the injury things are, are sorry to put you on the spot here. Do you have his over under? Because I thought it was way too high when I saw that and. Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth is 29 and a half. Right. I think that should be under because he was, uh, I believe he was one of the 20 players invited to the draft. Mm-hmm. So why, if he's invited there, I think that means scouts think he's going to go. His, he's got injury concerns, so injury red flags. So that's the, he's kind of, I wouldn't put him in the, uh, who was the quarterback that Tennessee drafted last year? Um, oh, I know you're talking. Uh, Caleb Farley. Caleb oh, yeah, Farley. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't think he's exactly as bad, but he kind of reminds me of a similar situation. But he's got all the athleticism, but he is cleared. So, um, but yeah, I do think corner is their biggest need. That's where I would go. Okay, let's definitely don't have this one. This is like my, my biggest swing of the draft. Tennessee Titans are going to select quarterback Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. Titans shocked the world to take a quarterback here. Look, this, they're not going to be in the top 15 probably in the next couple of years. If they want to take a quarterback, this is the time they can get off the Ryan Tannehill train after two years. So I think this is where you kind of, if you if you want to take advantage of this kind of weird quarterback market, this is the year. I think they stay put at 26, take a quarterback, and he is under 34 and a half right now. I love that under. He's not making it out of the first round. Really? Yeah. That would be bold. I I don't see it happening. I think they're in win-now mode. They need somebody to help them win now. How many years does Derrick Henry have left? you got to push, I think, all your chips into win-now. And that's why I have them selecting Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. They don't have a linebacker, so bring him in. I think he would be a huge help to that defense, which really, really shocked me last year. I think he would be a nice, nice injection of youth in the middle of the field for them. All righty. I like that. Okay, so... Let's keep it going here. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I'll just rip off three in a row quick here. And then so we got six picks left, so we'll do it quick. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got Travis Jones, defensive tackle, Connecticut. 
Uh, I think the Buccaneers go get some help with Vita Vea. Green Bay Packers pick again. Now, this one I had no idea what to do with. This could be crazy. So, I don't know. But double dipping on a wide receiver in the first round, potentially. Jahan Dotson, wide receiver Penn State. Might be, I might be nuts here, but I think it's a possibility. Packers double down. And I have Kansas City Chiefs at 29 taking safety Dax Hill out of Michigan. I think they, him and Justin are going to be a good anchors on the back end. Nice, nice, nice. But I have uh, Dax Hill going to the Bucks. actually. I picked 27. Okay. So he's already off the board for me. Packers at 28. So I had them taking Lindenbaum earlier. I think they need to get a wide receiver here. They finally end the no drafting of first of wide receivers in the first round. But they kind of surprise people and take George Pickens. Can his ego and Aaron Rodgers ego coexist. I don't know, but I'd love the theater. Hope that happens. I picked 29. I slotted the Pats here um, with that trade with the Chiefs. So I have them taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Seems okay. like a Bill Belichick pick to me. Yep. Fair. Definitely fair enough. Okay. Last three picks here. Kansas City Chiefs on their 30th pick. I really didn't know what to do here. I think they want to go wide receiver. And I have them taking a swing on Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Uh, he's very raw, but he's fast. He's tall. This is a guy that can that I feel like Andy Reid wants to get his mitts on. So I feel like that's a, a good match made in heaven. 31, Logan Hall, defensive tackle, Houston for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think wow. Hall does sneak into the first so round. So is that four defensive tackles for you? Yeah, I got four. In the first that's got to be a no, bet for three? you. Three? Three. Four. four. Four defensive tackles going in the first round. Yep, that's definitely a bet I should look into making. Andy didn't even think of that. And Arnold Epichetti, edge rusher, Penn State at the last. So Lions double dip on edge rushers as well. I think they, uh, I think they just need to add defense, a talent on that defense. So I think just double dipping there. And I, that's also a spot to trade out for a quarterback. But I just don't know if there's one that's you already it. You already like have four gone. Yeah, exactly. So right. So Chiefs for me at thirty. I have them taking Sky Moore. I like him a lot as a wide receiver. I think he fits in nice with the Chiefs. Uh, Bengals, I have them taking the next best guard available. And for me, that's Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M. Just beef up that O-line. I already like what they did in their offseason with the O-line, but bring in more bodies. You can never have too many. Yep. And this is my kind of way off the board pick at 32 for the Lions. David Ojabo. Okay. So, tore his Achilles wow. in the, at the, was it Pro Day? I believe it was not the Combine. Yeah, it was his Pro Day. Torres Achilles, he's probably going to miss most, if not all, of year one. But I saw, so I, I just kind of like the idea of them taking both Michigan edge rushers in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Come on, give me Aiden Hutchison and David Ajabo on the yeah. same field for the Lions. That would be so cool for those guys. I hope it happens. All righty. There's our mock draft. Happy to end that. Anything else you got before we take off? Oh, enjoy, uh, enjoy Mr. Gilles Gallant. Yeah, exactly. So Gilles Gallant is, will be joining us next to kind of kick off our betting preview. So tomorrow, Eric and I, like we said earlier today, um, Eric and I will be doing a full betting breakdown. But before we go, we do have to read our ads. Morning, do you have them up for us? I do. Keep Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK. 
Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you know it will be a major asset to the new shower routine. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. So I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Not everyone is someone you can lean on and talk to. That's where BetterHelp comes in. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 professional licensed therapists. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. If you ever search for a counselor in your area, you know it can take weeks or even months just to get a phone call back. BetterHelp, you can start communicating as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year. So get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash podcast. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. This episode is also sponsored by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class Customer service for first-time users. Use the positive code DOINK, D-O-N-K, DOINK, for 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. So we have Gilles Gallant coming up. Enjoy. And now we are happy to be joined by my friend, writer for FTN Network, and my co-host at Touchdown Town, Gilles Gallant, is with me. Gilles, how are we doing? I'm good, man. Brendan, I haven't seen you in a while. I feel like since the Super Bowl, you've been ghosting me. What's up? <laughs> you're the one that's been ghosting me. You're huh. taking off on three different sports, and you've got MLB props. you got NBA picks. You're uh, you're in a whole new stratosphere than me right now. Yeah, I don't sleep. Uh, the thing is, I'm up till like 1, 2 in the morning watching NBA, and then I'm watching baseball, and then my kids are up first thing in the morning, and they want me to give them breakfast, and I'm looking at props while I'm giving them breakfast. And, yeah, man, it's uh, – uh, betting never sleeps and neither does money. So that's why we're going to be betting the draft as well uh, this Thursday and through the weekend. See this guy right here? This is the face of a guy that bet Brooklyn Nets money line for four straight games. Uh, for people who might not be seeing right now, I, I just did the full on <laughs> look. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, who's to say why wouldn't you bet them until game two? Kevin Durant was supposed to be the best player in the world, and no. he did not look like that. Jason Tatum looked like the best player in that series, and that's why it was a sweep. Warren, you're a KD guy. You're going back on your guy right now? Oh, I bet Boston to win the series minus 150. I didn't expect a sweep, but I thought that that price was way off. Like, And I'm even – all this hate that Steve Nash is getting in the media. is like He has two players on his roster, and people are saying his offense isn't creative. It's like – well, the only thing he can do is give the ball to one of those two players. They don't have anybody else. Stay away with this Bruce Brown stuff, this Claxton stuff. <laughs> Goran Dragic is getting minutes for this team, and people are saying they're an NBA contender. I never bought it for a second. Yeah. Well, I think – well, first off, I'm not going to push back too hard, but I, I will say I think the reason why we're maybe a little back up against the wall is because we're Canadian. Like, we almost, like, take it, like, offense if somebody mm. was to disparage Steve Nash. So I think that's the reason why it's like, even me, like, even though I think Nash is a little bit over his head, if anybody's like, oh, Nash did a bad job. I'm like, hey, he wasn't given the best hand. Let's settle down here. Yeah. So at the same cool. time, there's that. But 
it wasn't that long ago. Like Goran Dragic was the only guy who actually looked like he gave a crap at all in game yeah. four and game three. But that being said, you're playing Goran Dragic like 15 to 20 minutes against a team that is a well-oiled defensive team like that. Yeah, it's you're, that's kind of yeah. the result that you're going to look well, at. So that's yeah, I think it was in. I think it was before the season started. Kyrie and uh, Durant were on a podcast, and they said we don't even need a coach. So I think whoever was given that job was going to be in a position to fail right from the start. Yeah, absolutely. And just like Steve Nash, underrated, you know, just from a draft standpoint, not saying that he should have been taken uh, uh, top five in the 96 draft, but yeah, probably should have been taken in the top 10 at least. Uh, I mean, he was drafted just outside the lottery. So uh, Steve Nash, another draft wonder. There you go. And we're going to be talking some NFL draft here. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just start with the the first overall pick question? Because I think that's where we're. we're uh, it's, this is like what the first time in kind of a while where we don't even know who's going first. There's like three names kind of up in the air right now. So why don't we just start with what? What say? What would you do if you were Jacksonville? And then what should betters do? Um, so kind of a two part question here. Sure. Well, what should Jacksonville do? is they should be drafting as many offensive linemen as possible and yes, making sure that they have talent in that position. Like what if the guy they franchise, like, you know, he gets hurt, you know, first couple of weeks, it wouldn't be outside of the question for Jacksonville to be put in that kind of position. Um, you just look at having a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence and you have this minimum window of three to four years where you could maximize your, your ability in the NFL to succeed before you have to pay that guy. So you got to protect that asset like anything possible. Not every team is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals that punts on offensive line and goes with a skill player and ends up making it to the Super Bowl. It's only happened like that once ever when we're in that kind of position. So I think what I would do, again, I am not an NFL executive. I want to make that very clear, that I think they should take an offensive lineman. So whether it be uh, Icky or Evan Neal, whoever they're really fond of, just so that way you can have that top elite player under cost control for at least three to four seasons. And also because the quarterback market, like there is nobody that's going to be trading up for you to get a quarterback, uh, you know, just because of Malik Willis and, and Kenny Pickett and to a lesser extent, Sam Howell, Desmond Hurt, like none of those guys are really blowing anybody's skirts up to be able to like really risk it all and take them first overall. So I don't think Jacksonville is really in a position to trade. So you want to take the best player available Honestly, I think you got to take an offensive lineman. But who do I think they're going to take? They're probably going to go edge. There's just too much smoke right now with Trevon Walker and even to a lesser extent, Aiden Hutchinson. I don't love them being taken there at first overall. But, man, like the way when Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, when they tweet stuff out, man, it moves betting markets just like insane. This has been four guys now that have been favored to go number one overall before just before the combine or since like the college football playoff like Aiden Hutchinson wasn't considered to be a top three pick before the college football playoff and he looked really good in the semi obviously and had a really great combine and maybe to a lesser extent like pro day and whatever else but it's just I don't see the Joey Bosa Nick Bosa type of comparison like he's just elite pass rushing like where they're just going to be able to bull rush any right tackle that's get gets put in front of them so for me, like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't buy the Aiden Hutchinson hype. And then Trayvon Walker, like, outside of, like, I mean, Georgia's defense is so good that, like, there's just so many guys to know about. But I didn't really think of him as, like, a top five pick. And then he blows everybody away with measurables and whatever else. And now he's favored at, like, minus 160 to go number one overall. And I just don't buy it. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why betting the draft 
especially at this time of year, I feel like it's such a crapshoot because you, it's, it's bait, you're betting on gossip, like really. And, and I find it to be really difficult, especially for the first overall pick. Warrens, before you jump in here, just I want to bounce off what you said with the Adam uh, Adam Schefter and Peter Rappaport retweets. Like it was a perfect example. Equanu um, was plus sixteen hundred um, Monday morning to go first overall. Uh, he Adam Schefter retweets a tweet from Matt Miller, who's an ESPN draft analyst as well, yep. who said that there's some rumblings that Jacksonville likes Equanu and they're going to take him first overall. He drops him plus sixteen hundred to plus fourteen hundred in like ten minutes. Like, yeah, like no. that's so it's plus twelve hundred drop and oh, yeah and like that's the only that's the only concrete evidence out there right now that what Jacksonville's gonna do no I haven't seen anything where they like they're gonna take Trayvon Walker I haven't really seen it's just people's mock drafts Peter King had a mock draft yesterday on NBC Sports he released his final one he had them taking Trayvon Walker so once that went up it went from like minus one seventy to minus two hundred it went up like thirty points it's just. The only concrete evidence right now is a is Matt Miller and Adam Schefter retweeting that um, um, Eko Mekwanu is going to go for so overall, and that's what I'm working off. And at plus four hundred, I think it's definitely worth a swing, and that's what I would do as well. So I just I don't buy the Trayvon Walker crap and Trayvon Walker nine and a half sacks, guys. Like we're we're, we're I think everyone's taking crazy pills with Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Like what are we? We're gonna draft a guy first overall with nine and a half yeah. career sacks? Like come on. But well, like, also too. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. What also makes this such a difficult bet to place is we're also talking about a team in Jacksonville. They're like the most dysfunctional organization you could imagine. Like I know teams picking number one overall normally are dysfunctional, but this team hired Urban Meyer around this time last year. Like they are an absolute joke of a franchise. I completely agree with you, Jill, where they should take an offensive lineman, but they're Jacksonville. They're going to mess it up. Well, I don't know. Like, I think the thing is, and again, uh, depending on how uh, Brendan feels about Doug Peterson, um, they may not be as dysfunctional as, as they used to be. Actually bringing on a coach that has won a Super Bowl, and you, you can't take that away from him, um, especially with that team and the roster that they built out. Even though I'm not going to make this a Howie Roseman praise fest, you know, they built out a good team there, and he did good collaborations with the GM in that spot. So I think the way that people make money on the draft is by taking advantage of these rumors and being able to maybe read the tea leaves a little bit better. So a guy like right now that I, I've been following, like at FTM bets and whatever else, um, would be Chris Meany. And what he's been doing is basically just getting like an Icky or getting an Evan Neal, waiting when they're like sitting there at plus 700 or plus 800, and then waiting for the news to come out and then betting on the other guy. Like, you know what I mean? And then basically being able to hedge. And, and he has like, four bets on each one of the guys that we think are going to go number one overall. And they're all over plus 500. So he's just sitting there and just being like, all right, as long as somebody doesn't go insane and trade up three first round picks to go Malik Willis, number one overall or something ridiculous, he's going to make money. And I think that's been the best way, or at least strategy in a quarterback list draft is kind of the way that I view this draft in a draft where the quarterback is not the talk of, of the storyline of how this guy can make an impact and how he can change it. A, a franchise like that so when it's all skill position players or offensive linemen or defensive linemen just anybody that's not a quarterback this could be an interesting case study going forward is that if we're in a couple of years from now where we're in the same kind of position where there's just no quarterback that has really just been like the talk of the draft that you could probably just sit there and play the numbers from pretty much combine till now and be able to just hedge out and be able to get decent odds on guys like that that you could see, like the way Icky was just a couple uh, months ago at plus 1,600. Yeah. Yeah, I 
I agree that Doug Petter, Doug Peterson does bring some relevance to the franchise, but as long as as long as Balky and Connor are up top making the decisions, I'm I'm gonna guess that they make mistakes. I'm yeah. like Balky well, is need just Con. It's not just Trevor puppet. Lawrence, man. That they need they need a lot. They need everything. They need a they need a revamped offensive line. They need more pass rush. They need a better secondary. They need. Um, depending on how right. you feel about James they Robinson, just, they need another running back. They just they need, need guys. They just need yeah. guys in the building. And I just like Juan, who's like he's brilliant. He's super smart guy. He had like a 99th percentile like academics growing up. He can, he's like I think like uh, Ivy League schools wanted to recruit him to be in like their engineering. Like he's a brilliant kid and what like he's so fun to watch like on tape. He's a monster at left tackle. I just you just drafted Trevor Lawrence. It just it's right sitting there in front of you just. Just take it, Jackfield. Don't be stupid. Okay, let's continue on with some uh, more draft questions. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Joe, mm. what sh- when should betters expect the first quarterback to go, and who will be the first quarterback to go? Well, I think it's Malik Willis. I, th- I don't really think it's much of a debate, even though you could talk about Kenny Pickett and and uh, you know uh, Matt Rule's like affinity of how he like. I just think that's the dumbest storyline I've ever heard. Is that Matt Rule was recruiting him in college while he was at Temple, so that means he's locked to be taken sixth overall. I thought that was like th- that to me. That's like National Enquirer stuff. Like when you hear that, where you're just like, man, like you're anyway. So I think Malik Willis is probably going to be the guy that's drafted first. Now, here's the deal. is like, where do you think he's going to be drafted? One of the most popular places is Pittsburgh, which obviously they need a quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger retiring. But they don't pick until 20th, uh, which, again, I feel like if Pittsburgh really wants him, they'll probably just wait till draft day and, you know, trade up, you know what I mean, or trade a second pick. But another team that I feel like a lot of people are kind of sleeping on who may need a quarterback is the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, like, are you really going to feel good about Jameis being as your starting quarterback? Or, you know, what? for me, that to me is a team that is in desperate need of quarterback play and could take a guy like Malik Willis, uh, do you know what I mean, to be able to just kind of sit behind Jameis for a year and or even maybe six games after he throws a fourth game or something like that. It's like, you know what, get out there. Anything is better than what we just saw. And they have the picks to be able to trade up into the top 10 if they really like him. Because so that's one of my favorite bets is Malik Willis to be picked in the top 10 at plus 100 because of how much quarterbacks move the needle year over year on being able to change up franchises. Now, some mocks, uh, wild mocks, like have him going like number two to Detroit. I think that's a little too wild. But again, a team that definitely needs a quarterback could use Jared Goff as a little bit of a placeholder for six to eight games or even for a season. And then you see what you have going forward. Carolina at six. Again, depending on how you feel about Sam Darnold, he's clearly, in my opinion, not the answer going forward there. Um, And Matt Rule is kind of in a position right now where uh, he probably needs to make the right pick um, to save his job. And I'm not sure if that is going to be a quarterback position. Atlanta at eight, I find to be very interesting. um, Because obviously everybody's immediately going to say, well, they need a wide receiver. Calvin Ridley is out for the year and – they can't rely on Olamide Zacchaeus and, you know, Russell Gage if they resign him or whatever else. But I feel like they could get some more talent in the wide receiver position in the second and third rounds. Like, like a John Mechie would, I think, would blend in really well there uh, if they were to get him, like, in the 40s and 50s or in their second round pick. So, again, I feel like there's more talent at the wide receiver position than people are letting on. But also at the same time, outside of maybe, like, Jamison Williams, uh, Jamison and uh, 
and uh, Drake London. I, I, like, there's not really a lot separating these wide receivers, you know, at this point uh, to make it where it's like, okay, we, like a Jamar Chase or a Jalen Waddle, like we saw last year. So right now what I was looking at is uh, pick by pick, you can go in and look at the pick. Like, so for example, if you think Malik Willis is going to go second overall, you can get him at 16 to one, you know, the Texans, we didn't even talk about them. They're drafting third. I don't know about Davis Mills. Maybe they're yeah. still feeling good about Davis the Mills. odds on the Texans pick, sorry to jump, the odds on the Texans pick third overall are, are bonkers. I want to bring it up later. Like, no one yeah, else can do it. That team could do anything. Yeah, and it's 25 to 1 for them to take a quarterback. And, you know, they're the type of team that are so strapped for draft capital, like, especially even though they have another uh, first-round pick towards the end of the uh, end of the round. But they could be a team that is trying to look for, you know, more draft capital after they just kind of, gave it all away over the last two to three years kind of thing. So, and then a sneaky team that I think that could take them in the top 10 is the Seahawks. Like, are we really going to just pretend that Drew Locke is the answer to this uh, quarterback situation? Now I know some people have brought up, well, John Schneider and Pete Carroll, they didn't go to his pro day. And you know, when they went, to, uh, they went to Russell Wilson's pro day when he was there. I just think going to a pro day to me, I, I there's so much footage on these guys and, you know, who's to say they didn't do a private meeting with them off to the side. Like there's a lot of stuff that I feel like that we're just kind of misleading here. And then of course, like the Seahawks maybe be in a position, maybe they want to trade back and get some more draft capital because they've already got a ton from the Broncos for that Wilson trade. So I just think there's a lot of possibilities for the quarterback to be taken in the top 10. Right now it's sitting at plus 100, even money for Malik Willis to be taken in the top 10. And you see this every year where we get, you know, the first three to four picks in, the guys that we all know they're going to go, like, in that range. And then teams start to panic. They start hearing rumblings from this team, that team. Like, oh, what are you thinking about this? What do you think about that? And then they want to try to outdo each other. And then they end up giving up two first-round picks to be trading or to be drafting ninth so they could take a guy like Malik Willis because they were fearing that he was going to get snatched one pick before them. All right, I agree. And I actually have a question for you here, Deeger. Your last tweet there, if Malik Willis is there at 15, should the Eagles pull the trigger? I agree with Jill. He's not going to be there at 15. He's going to be no. in the top 10 probably. But if they think if they would pull the trigger on Malik Willis, why wouldn't they pull the trigger on a Desmond Ritter or um, uh, Kenny Pickett? I One, I don't think they should pull the trigger. It was just a feeler question. I hope everyone understands that. Um, and two, I don't. I think Malik Willis would be the only guy that they would consider just from the athletic traits and whatnot, and then you could sit him for a year. I, Desmond Ritter, um, to me, is, is more of – I don't think they would like a Ritter. I think Malik Willis would be the guy. And that's the only dude I think they would even have a sniff of taking as a quarterback. I can see Howie and Lurie is loving the size, the arm strength and the speed and whatnot. But, yeah, I just want to get out there. I'm not taking Blake Willis. Right, right. 18, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't, I know, but I think if you're in that room and you're talking like, oh, Malik Willis, then you're already thinking quarterback. Wouldn't it be so easy just to look at Desmond Ritter and say, oh, I, hey, I, I like a Desmond Ritter, but I also like a Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, but, fair uh, enough, fair enough. Let's move over to the uh, cornerbacks, Jill, because – my the only bet I've placed so far is Sauce Gardner to be in the top five, and now I'm getting a little worried. There's a lot of Derek Stingley mm-hmm. hype. Uh, who do you have as the top cornerback in this draft? I mean, I think Stingley has the resume, so does Sauce too, but Stingley just has the higher competition that he's played playing in the SEC. Um, had a pretty good pro day from a so from a recovery standpoint, people are like, okay, we're back on the the Stingley train. And when you're looking at um, fifth overall pick, uh, the odds, 
those two are the top favorites right now between, I think it's like plus 200 for sauce plus 250 for Stingley kind of thing. I mean, I feel like it's a coin flip at this point. It depends on what the team feels right now. I like sauce just like by an edge, probably just because I like his name better, but at the same time, um, I don't really feel like there's much of an edge to be able to choose between the two. Stingley, maybe like, again, I think Stingley's going to be a good pro. Um, but I also feel like from a cornerback standpoint, you're not going to don't take a cornerback top five unless you know, like, and you have to know that he's going to be able to match up with all of the, the divisional matchups that you have to deal with. So at fifth pick, you know, with the Jets, like, you know, you're playing, you know, he's going to have to match up with uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, twice a year. He's going to have to match up with Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill twice a year. Um, do you think that he can do that? Because you can't take a guy fifth overall and see if he'll just uh, marinate and will be able to make it to the starting lineup. It's like, no, you're drafting him to basically start day one. And that's my issue is that I'm not really sure if those, if the Jets, I mean, they need kind of positions everywhere. I'm just not really sure where they're leaning right now. So, I mean, technically you could take both of them, uh, you know, for one unit each, if you really think they're going to take a corner at fifth and still make a unit of profit, you know, if, as long as they settle on one of those two. Joe, question for you, just like a sports book generic question here. Like yesterday I saw books have like sauce at minus 500 for force corner take and then singly like plus 200. Isn't that kind of odd odds? Like, you know, like you have a guy at minus 500 and then the next guy plus 250 or whatever. Like, isn't that this, isn't that kind of well, weird? I think kind of sway? It is I weird know. because for me, and I, I mean, you know this from when we bet touchdowns together, um, I, I, I lean heavily on what the odds tell me, especially from an implied probability standpoint. So with a minus 500, they're implying that it's like an 80% chance that, Sauce is going to be the first cornerback taken. Yeah. That to me, I mean, it's indicative of probably his pro day, just how he's looked, you know, in his career in college and whatnot. But man, like that seems like a pretty steep, you know, conclusive odds yeah. uh, at that stage. So when I think of that, I just think, okay, well, they either know something that we don't, or, you know, and, and that, or it's just that that's the fact that. Sauce is that much better than Stingley. And I don't think Sauce is that much better from a minus 500 to a plus 200 standpoint that they're that much better than each other. Yeah, and this contradicts my next question too because so the Houston Texans, I think, are three of the most interesting team in the draft right now. They they could go in so many different directions. Who knows what Nick Casario is thinking. There's been zero buzz on what what he's thinking and what that team might do. Like right now, number th- who to go third overall? The favorite. There's two favorites tied. It's a Mod Gardner, Sauce Gardner, sorry, at plus three fifty, and Derek Stingley at plus three fifty. They're tied. So like, isn't there more value to take like Sauce Gardner there potentially, or Stingley there, and then instead of the first cornerback taken? Like to me, these odds just don't all add up. Well, I, I'm a big proponent of of offensive line. Yeah. I think they have. I think there's three guys or four technically. I guess if you include. Um, yeah. Both offensive so tackles with so Neil. There's four of them: Sauce Gardner, Stingley, Trayvon Walker, and um, Aquanu were all in like a a fifty odd yard um, odds range. Like they're all kind of jacked up together. Yeah, and then there's some people who are like, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau might sneak into the top five, like or top three, and that's the problem is that you're betting on gossip and rumors and what you might want them to do. Uh, for me, you look at the Texans. Yes, they um, their offensive line isn't great. Like they need everything. Like so. For me, I think they're not really in a position to be picking based on need. 
they have to take the best player available. So if, if the draft goes the way that you think it's going to go, Brendan, where it's going to be Icky first and then uh, Hutchison second, let's say, and then um, uh, Evan Neal third or Trayvon Walker third, um, you're taking basically, I think, Evan Neal then in that position, or you're taking like whoever's the kind of left of those four, because that's the thing that I think the Texans kind of got away from. And also um, that people are maybe just kind of not thinking about is that, when you're picking in the top five, you're not really ever going to take a position of need unless it's quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? So from at this point, they're going to take the best player available. And I think those four are better than Stingley and Sauce on what they would do for a future for a franchise. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to go back to you mentioning that we're bas- we are betting on gossip. And I completely agree. But I like to look at it from the other side of uh, the window and – Odds makers have to make lines based on gossip. So this is, to be honest, one of my favorite betting opportunities. Like, Deeg, you brought up to me this morning, like, last year, Mac Jones was minus 300 to be the third overall pick. That was purely based on gossip. So you hit on great lines. You have to remember, too, it's not just the odds. It's how much money and handle that they're getting on a guy in that position. So they have to change the odds to reflect that. Um, But you're right. Mac Jones was thought to be – it was either him or Trey Lance were going to go third overall. And you're right. Both times, you know, we heard from different parties. You heard from, you know, even Nick Saban chimed in. Like, you know what I mean? Like to the point where it was like, okay, this is like a little too much that Mac Jones seems to be too much of a slam dunk. And then we didn't take in the Shanahan factor that he just does whatever he wants anyway. And John Lynch, they love to kind of go against the grain. And I think that was the one thing that we kind of uh, maybe didn't consider uh, and I think maybe sports books didn't as well, you know, of just where they were going. And then, you know, because you could bet the draft live as the first two picks, just to add to that commentary, by the time they got to the third pick, it was actually Trey Lance. That was like a minus 500 favorite. Cause you yeah. could bet on the next selection and that, and just, I think part of it was just a, the money that was coming in, but also the commentary that was being done by uh, Reese Davis and, and all the ESPN crew about what was happening in the draft and what they were hearing. I was banging on the table for weeks before the draft to take Trey Lance. I was telling all of our buddies, like, this is free money here. There's no chance of taking Mac Jones. But anyways, Warner, go on. I don't know. I, that was finicky, actually man. my last question. Did you have any more, uh, Brendan? Yeah, why don't we just – so we're, we've already about 25 minutes in. We can kind of take off on this last question here, Joe. Why don't you, uh, why don't you throw us your, your best bets you got? I know you got a couple that you, uh, that you dialed up, so why don't you finish off on those? All right, so – I already told you I like Malik Willis top 10 at even money. The pick that I love, like my favorite pick, is under two and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round at plus 210. Interesting. Reason being is uh, so former co-worker of mine, Matthew Friedman, really good at doing mock drafts. Uh, He's now with Fantasy Pro, so I want to make sure to attribute him to this, of bringing this to my attention. But if a quarterback doesn't go in the top five, it just shows that talent evaluators across the board are down on the position. So he went back the last time that a quarterback wasn't taken in the top five was 2013. In the first round, only one quarterback was taken. The time before that, it was 2000. Only one quarterback uh, taken in the first round, but was not taken in the top five. And this goes all the way back to 1980. Like, you know what I mean? Like where whenever a quarterback isn't taken in the top five, generally it's never more than two uh, or even zero in that case. So I don't think that we're going to see more than one quarterback, maybe two, and Kenny Pickett. That's why when you guys were bringing up like Desmond Ritter, or, you know, or I mean, we didn't talk about Sam Howell, but like, you know, guys like that, 
I don't think they're going to make it. Like, I think they're going to get taken in the second round right. because I don't see they have – like, if, if talent evaluators across the board aren't willing to take you in the top ten as a quarterback, there's a likelihood that you're going to be drafted and you're going to be a backup immediately. So a guy like Desmond Ritter, who I've seen, you know, potentially being taken like 31st overall to, to the mm. Lions or something like that, I, I just don't see it. Uh, maybe right. he might get taken, but that for me, I would rather go after the plus money and just bank on the fact that Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are the consensus first rounders. Now, the next one that I like, and again, it's just because of the history of the draft and the way these teams, they can't help themselves. I think one running back is getting drafted in round one, and it's sitting there at plus 150 right now. And obviously, we know the history of taking a running back in round one. It is not advised, but teams don't give a crap. They do it anyway. Um, And I think right now, the team that actually feels the best that could do it is the Buffalo Bills sitting there at 25? Probably take Brees Hall right there. Like I'm not. Oh man, that would be think, such that'd be such a bad pick. Don't do that, Buffalo. Would it be though? Like he's 24. Right there, he's already 24 years old. I look. I like a Brees mm-hmm. Hall. He's got juice, but don't take a 24 year old running back in the first round, please, Buffalo. If you're listening to this, and don't bank on Josh Allen to run it 15 times no, a game. I know, but or bank on Devin Singletary. No, I, I think I think a running back is going to go. I agree. I do think someone's going to take the Brees Hall bait. Just not from not from my. We have a soft spot for Buffalo here in Canada, right? Like they're besides the Eagles are the team that I want to see win, and just I think that's bad, bad, bad process. Of course it is. We I just basically started off by saying don't take a running back in round one, but teams again they can't help themselves and they feel like the running back is the missing piece to being able to get over the hump because there's nothing wrong with Buffalo's defense at all. Like offensively, they're right there. What is the main issue? that they run Josh Allen to the ground in key games because he has to rush it 15 to 20 times because Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are just not the answer. So that's kind of where I see where that they could do that and then being able to have what is considered the best running back in the field to have uh, him at cost control for four years and then they don't have to pay him the long-term contract if they don't want to. Now, finally, this isn't a betting take. This is just more of what I want my Cowboys to do. Please. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, whoever's listening, take Tyler Lindebaum from uh, Iowa. Give me yeah. the center. Please. Yep. The quality of offensive line play for the Cowboys has just deteriorated year after year since Travis, Travis Frederick retired. And, like, they were okay for protections last year, like only 33 sacks. But you saw, and you can go look up the numbers, when Zach Martin or Tyron Smith missed games, they allowed at least four sacks in each of those games. Connor Williams is a holding call, just like waiting to happen. Lael Collins is gone now. He's in Cincinnati. Being able to have a guy like where you can just set it and forget it. Take a guy, and then he's going to be there for at least 10 years. And then you don't have to – And then because every year there's a new left tackle, the new sexy left tackle that, you know, like a Tyron Smith or, you know, who we're talking about this year. You can get it. I'm not saying that left tackles are, you know, that you can get one every year. But what I'm saying is, is that there's just – there's always going to be a good left tackle in every draft. That's just the way that the NFL draft works. But if you can get a center where you know that you're never going to have to really like, you know, sub him out, he's going to play every snap of the game. You know, he's a part of the offensive lineman. That's going to be intricate to take him at 25, not like in the top 10 or something ridiculous. That's the way you got to go. And the Cowboys need offensive line help desperately. All righty. Warren, do you got anything else to add? No, I guess on your first best bet that you gave there, the under two and a half quarterbacks, 
I'm a little wary of it just because I believe the new CBA didn't come in until about 2017 where it gives teams the fifth-year option on mm-hmm. first-round draft picks. We saw Baltimore sneak in and grab Lamar Jackson at pick 32 to do that. I'm not saying I think Howell or Ritter are worth doing that, but it just scares me a little bit. So here's my counter to that. Did Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell ever win a Heisman Trophy? No. Yeah, but at the draft, Sam Howell, hard... Sam Howell had the juice to it, but he kind of fell apart last year, right? It's also so the, the Lions that... that picked 32. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's, 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 that's what scares that's me. I think... the, that's the scary spot, and yeah. that's why mm-hmm. I think that uh, they could technically take him there, but I just think it's a placeholder quarterback. Like, I did not see anything from Desmond Ritter that was enough to be able to think, okay, that guy is going to succeed in the NFL, whereas Lamar Jackson – he had these intangibles uh, that could be successful and that could translate to any part of the field. It was just whether or not he could throw the ball well enough. And even in his first, like, you know, so that's the one thing is I feel like these are apples and oranges that we're comparing of Lamar Jackson and Desmond Ritter from a quality standpoint. Um, So that's one of the reasons why I think he's going to drop, especially with the fact that, you know, you could potentially trade up to the top of the second round, not have to give up a first round pick to get him. And then Detroit, really, they need positions. They need help everywhere as well. Um, there could be guys at the back end of that round that maybe slip yeah, yeah. that they could take advantage of as well. Okay, just uh, I just want to correct myself here. I've got to mix up with James Cook, who's going to be in his late 23 heading into next year. Brees Hall is a little younger, but still Buffalo. Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyways, Jill, why don't you plug in anything you want the listeners to take a look at before we go? Sure, yeah. So I host a show twice a week on the FTN Network YouTube channel called Dog Day Afternoon. That's on Wednesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern, where I give out my best bets for NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever sport's on. That's what we're going to be betting on, and those are my best picks for the night. And then, of course, you can read all of my content at FTNBets.com, where I give out the dog of the day, which is my favorite plus money pick. And then I'll write about the draft and every other sport you can think of. Basically, go to FTMBets.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GDAWG5000. That is G-D-A-W-G-5000. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Eric and I will have more betting content for you tomorrow. We will be dialing all of our best bets. Make sure to check out all the prospect interviews I had on YouTube over last week. It's been with some blast interviewing all these young kids, and we will talk to you later.